Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Moose Media Podcast. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett. Rick joins me uh, from his location over in Mobile, Alabama. As, uh, Rick spent a couple of days traveling this weekend and finally made it back at, uh, made it back home. So we're going to uh, get the podcast out tonight and get it out to you. And, of course, uh, we've had an exciting year of high school football. The regular season is wrapped up, and, uh, and we're getting into the playoffs now. And so this is going to be exciting. Because it's basically you gotta you gotta play to stay, so you gotta win in order to advance. You get you advance and then go to the next round, and so uh, it, it's exciting and we're looking forward to it. Of course, Rick and I, and I'll give Rick a chance to chime in here in just a minute. Rick and I had an incredible game the other night, the Battle of Murder Creek, and uh, boy was it a big one between the WS Neil Blue Eagles and the T.R. Miller Tigers. The Neil Blue Eagles come out a little short in the ball game. Uh, and and you know Neil played good. They were a man short as Jalen Likely, uh, the starting running back, was not allowed to participate in the game. But Likely will be back uh, this week for the playoffs. It was a good ball game, Rick, all the way around. You know Miller played really good, and Miller deserved to win the ball game. But this this young Neil team, you know, they got on the scoreboard first, and they stayed and battled and battled and battled. Just came up a little bit short in the ball game. Well, yeah, and it was uh, and it was an honor to be there. It was uh, it, we sat on the broadcast, my first uh, experience with the Battle of Murder Creek, and uh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I remember our, some of our old rival games when we 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 played and back at Atmore and. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. That both teams, of course, they know each other. It's all in the same town. They they were very nice and cordial. The uh, Miller showed great sportsmanship. Uh, the score was fifteen to eight at halftime. I mean, it was a close game for most of the game. And really, right before that, the end of the first half, you know, Neil made the long bomb. It was called back on what was a holding, went back, looked, it was a hold. Uh, so the play got called back. They would have been right on the doorstep and almost able to tie the game. But I was just glad to be there, glad to be back home from my travels. Like you said, good Lord protected us while we were traveling. I had to go take care of some business up up, uh, up, up north. <laughs> we, never got farther, we never got farther north than Tennessee, but north for us. So I uh, got to come back and had a good time. So we're just glad to be home. Appreciate you. Call me up and being and being part of the podcast. Yeah, glad glad to get you on and glad y'all made it home safe and everything and and glad you were able to conduct your business and and uh, and get that out of the way. But now you know we're back into the business of high school football and so that's what we're here to talk about tonight. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, beginning in. Uh, we will begin in 7A, 7A Region 1. A lot of the, uh, all these schools will be uh, Mobile and Baldwin County schools uh, that we talk about. Most of them are. Most of the schools we talk about are either from Mobile, Baldwin, Washington, uh, Clark, Escambia, Monroe, uh, even down into Escambia County, Florida. We're going to make mention of the Northview Chiefs tonight because they're they've got a big playoff game coming up this week too. So so we're getting into the playoffs and we're going to talk about first round playoff uh, games uh, as well as touch on uh, what happened in some big games last week. So let's look at seven A Region One. Of course, seven A Region One was led by the the region champion. 
Uh, Mary Montgomery, the number three team in the state of Alabama in the Class 7A, according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association. The Vikings did not play this past week. They had already finished their season up. They finished the year 10-0, 6-0 in the region. They will take on Dothan High School at home. So Dothan High comes into town. The Wolves of Dothan High School are 8-2 on the year, uh, 6-2 in their region, and they are number four in the state of Alabama. So you've got, right off the bat, you've got the number three team in the state against the number four team in the state. That ought to be a good ball game. Yeah, and you know, in, in the in the 7A, there's, there's only, you know, like 25 or 26 7A teams total in the whole state. So uh, when you make the playoffs in 7A, it doesn't matter even if you had a great season like like Mary Montgomery did, your, your first round there. It's not like in some of the lower classifications where they match up a, a one team versus an eight team in a bracket and all that. And, and that eight team might even have, you know, a three and seven or a four and six record. In the seven A, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're matched up against Dothan. Of course, Dothan's got a very good football team. At one time, I think, at one point in the season, Dothan was ranked number one in the state in seven A. So, uh, as good as a season as Mary Montgomery's had, they, they've got that's a tough one right there. Both and high, so and but we'll be pulling for them. They they've beaten everybody they played, and uh, and uh, and I know I'll be rooting for them. They're just up the road there, and uh, my my own cousins went to school there at Mary Mary G. Montgomery. So uh, so good luck to them. In the uh in another game that is in Class 7A Region 1, you've got the Baker Hornets, the number eight team in the state of Alabama. They defeated uh, Mountain Brook. Uh, this past week, 37-28. to 28. They will take on number five, another game between a couple of ranked teams. They're going to take on number five, Auburn High, at home. As Auburn, the Tigers will make the trip down. Uh, they are 8-2, and 6-2 and two on the year. So that's going to be another big Class 7A Region 1 game. Looking down below them, you've got uh, the... Daphne Trojans are going to be on the road this week. They're six and four, four and two in the region. They defeated Hillcrest Evergreen this past week, a Class Three A team, fifty to eighteen. They will be traveling to take on number seven Enterprise. Enterprise is eight and two, six and two in their region. So the Wildcats are also a very good football team. And to wrap out. Uh, wrap up the play in Class 7A Region 1. The Davidson Warriors, they uh, they lost to Jackson, to Class uh, 4A Jackson 45-14. to Davidson ended the year 5-5, 3-3 five five, three three in the region. They're going to travel to play a very good football team, the number one ranked 7A team in the state. They will be at Central Phoenix City, who is 9-0, 8-0 in the region, so they've got to go right off the bat and take on the number one team in the state, the Red Devils of Central Phoenix City. Yeah, and I mean, uh, but you know what? they Davidson, it's a good season for them no matter what. They start out really rough to begin the year and closed out well enough to make the playoffs. And, uh, and of course, that's a, that's a tough draw right there to have to go to Phoenix City and play the Red Devils because they, they, you know, they destroyed everybody they played. So, but good luck to them. Good luck to the Warriors. Let's move down to 6A Region 1 as we take a look. You know, we've 
often jokingly said, the University of Saraland, the Saraland Spartans will be at home. They're the number one ranked Class 6A team in the state. They finished their season at 10-0, 8-0 on the uh, region. They defeated McGill-Tulin this past week. <laughs> they put up a bunch of points against McGill-Tulin, beat them 70-27, uh, and the poor Yellow Jackets of McAdory have to make their way down I-65 from uh, from up north, they will come down. They're six and four and four and three, but they've got a they've got a tough one right off the bat. McAdory taking on Saraland to begin the uh, Class Six A Region One games. The uh, number ten ranked Spanish Fort Toros. They did not play this week. They had already finished their season at eight and two on the year, seven and one in the region. They will play at home. They will take on the Bessemer City Purple Tigers. And the Purple Tigers are five and five on the year, four and three in their region. Then you've got the Theodore Bobcats at seven and three. They're six and two in the region. They defeated St. Paul's this week by a score of twenty to ten. They will be on the road. They will travel to Hueytown and take on the Hueytown Golden Gophers, who are seven and three, six and one in their region. And then of course the St. Paul Saints. Uh, of Mobile, they're seven and three, five and three in the region. They lost to Theodore this past week by a score of twenty to ten, and they will travel to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to take on the number three ranked Tuscaloosa Hillcrest Tuscaloosa Patriots. The Patriots are ten and zero and seven and zero. So that's your games, Rick, in Class Six A. Now, good luck to all uh, all the Mobile uh, area teams. Uh, that's a tough one for St. Paul. That Hillcrest Tuscaloosa team, uh, the only thing I think might be better than them in the 6A would be Sarah Land. Nobody's even given Sarah Land much of a game this year. I've never seen a team just beat everybody like they have this year, you know, except maybe Mobile Christian <laughs> in the 3A thing. But, but I mean, there's a lot of people who think Sarah Land may be just the best team in the state, period, regardless of classification. Well, there's certainly some good teams in the um, Mobile, Baldwin County area, in this area of the country, and uh, and the southern portion of the state is going to be well represented going through the playoffs. You know, that's one thing that always kind of plays out in the playoffs is you've, you've got the southern portion of the state, and then you got everybody north of Montgomery, and there's just a battle to see uh, who the best of the best is down here in our area of the country and then you look up north to see who's the best up there and usually those teams meet each other uh, in either uh, Tuscaloosa or Auburn of course it'll be Tuscaloosa this year when everybody vies for state championships as we move down to class 5a class 5a region one let's look at the games uh, coming up for all these guys the number one ranked team in class 5a in the state of Alabama according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association the Gulf Shores Dolphins finished their season at 10 and0 they were eight no in the region they defeated BC rain by a score of 40 Three to 21. They will play Beauregard at home, the Beauregard Hornets at 6 and 4 and 2 and 3. Then the Faith Academy Rams, they ended up second in the region in Class 5A Region 1. Faith Academy will be at home. They will host 
uh, the Elmore County Panthers. Of course, uh, Faith Academy defeated LaFleur this past Friday night, 21-6. to And Elmore County, the Panthers will come to town. They're 8-2 and 3-2, and so that'll be your game between uh, Elmore County and Faith. Uh, the B.C. Rain Red Raiders, who... You know, we got to see uh, earlier in the year, they opened up a brand new stadium. They're playing good football this year. Uh, they they lost to Gulf Shores this week. They finished their season at 7-3, and 5-3 and three in the region. They lost to Gulf Shores, who is, a, of course, the number one ranked class 5A team in the state. They will travel and take on the Valley Rams. The Valley Rams are 8 and 2 on the year and 4 and 1 in their region. And then you've got and this is a surprise. I mean they they made it in but it's just where they finished because this is as low a finish as I believe they've had in a bunch of years. But the UMS Wright Bulldogs made the playoffs. They're at 6 and 4. Five and three in the region. They defeated Williamson by only one point, 20 to 19. They will travel to number three, Central Clay County, who is 10 and 0 and 5 and 0. The number three ranked uh, class 5A team in the state, Central Clay County, will host UMS. Uh, Right, Bulldogs this week. Terry Curtis and uh, and his bunch got to make their way up there. But some really good first round games in Class 5A, and a lot of them involve this region, this Region One bunch of of teams. Yeah, I, you know, and even though UMS right probably in appearance looks like they you know have the bottom seed from this area in, in that uh, 5A bunch. But every game they lost was a close loss, so that may be six and four, but. You know, I think they have a good chance to beat Central uh, up in Clay County. And uh, and Faith Academy, they they started off a little rocky at the beginning of the year, but then they wound up upsetting Biger, beating UMS Wright, and uh, beating some good teams. So Faith's got a good chance. In fact, I like all of the the chances of all of our teams in the Mobile uh, area, in the South Alabama area, for this Class 5A bracket. So it'd be nice to see them run the table. Let's move down now to Class 4A, Class 4A Region 1. Of course, number three in the state, according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association, the Jackson Aggies at 9-0, 7-0 in the region. They defeated Davidson this past week, 45-14. to They will be at home against Claiborne County. The Tigers come to town with a 4-6 and record and 2-4 and in their region. The number two ranked team in Class 4A Region 1 will be the T.R. Miller Tigers. From matter of fact, we just saw them the other night. T.R. Miller, a very good team at 7-3, and 5-2. and two. They defeated the Neil Blue Eagles, as we said, by a score of 36-8. They will be at home as they host the Anniston Bulldogs at 6-3, and 4-2 and two on the year. Then in the third spot in Class 4A Region 1, you've got Bayside Academy. The Admirals, they had a good year. They finished 8-2 and two on the year, 5-2 and two in the region. They defeated Alabama Christian this past week, 35-7. The Bayside Academy Admirals, they have to travel to Jacksonville, Alabama. That's up there close to where we'll be at. Yeah, they, they, traveled to, yep, they traveled to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Golden Eagles at 8-2 and 5-1 and and in the region. And then the St. Michael Cardinals, they did not play this past week, but they will be up there close to us as well as they travel to 
to play the uh, number six ranked team in Class 4A, the Hanley Tigers at 9-1 and and 6-0 and in the region. So all those are very good games to kick off uh, the Alabama High School Athletic Association playoffs in Class 4A. Those will be some good ones. Yeah, those ought to be some really good ones there. Uh, I like Carol Miller and I like Jackson for, for the W's in that bracket. Let's continue as we work our way through the Alabama High School Athletic Association first round games for for especially the Region 1 uh, groups of, of all the classifications as we now move into the the class and region that we are most familiar with. Of course, the, the Neil Blue Eagles were a part of the Class 3A Region 1, and of course, we've been talking about this bunch all year because we saw them right off the bat uh, to start region play with the Neil Blue Eagles. Uh, the Mobile Christian Warriors, Mobile Christian at number at number one in the state, they are 10-0, 7-0 in uh, the region. They will be at home this week in Mobile. Uh, out there on Cottage Hill against the Beulah Bobcats. The Beulah Bobcats are four and six and three and three. Then you've got the number two team in Class uh, Four. Uh, I'm sorry, Class Three A Region One. The number nine Thomasville Tigers. They're a very good football team as well. Thomasville finished the year at eight and one, six and one in the region. Their only loss came to Mobile Christian. So they defeated Clark County 34 to nothing. Clark County's also a playoff team in Class 2A, a very good football team, and Thomasville just manhandled them at 34 to nothing. Uh, Thomasville will be at home in that beautiful facility they have over there in Thomasville, Alabama. They will take on the Dadeville Tigers, uh, who finished the year 4-4 four and four and 4-2 four and two in the region. Now, our game will be the Neil Blue Eagles as they travel northbound. Uh, they will travel to Randolph County. Of course, uh, W.S. Neal lost, as we earlier mentioned, to T.R. Miller, 36-8 this past Friday night. A very good game, the Battle of Murder Creek. They will travel and take on Randolph County. Randolph County finished the season at 9-1 and 5-1. And of course, the Randolph County Tigers. That's where Rick and I will be on uh, WBZR, 105.9 FM in Atmore. We'll have that game. And then the Flomerton Hurricanes, they'll just be a rock's throw from us as they travel. They defeated Marengo uh, this past week. They got all over Marengo, 63 to nothing. Flomerton finished the year 6-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the region. They will play Walter Welburn, who is a very good football team. Walter Welburn, the Panthers, are 7-3 and 6-0 and and oh in their region. They were the region champion up there in their neck of the woods. And so uh, all those teams are going to be in the playoffs, and we look forward to coverage on those and especially excited about our chance to go and cover the the Neil Blue Eagles, and the Randolph County Tigers. That's right, Ricky. I'm really looking forward to it. Congratulations, Flomerton, too, and uh, Mobile Christian. Uh, I saw some writers you know, on Alabama.com were talking about, uh, well, Jimmy Wakefield too. He was talking for uh, the Call News, talking about uh, Mobile Christian, how they don't win it this year. They've really missed their chance. But, uh, but I, I like them and, and, and Neil for the W's, and uh, – and, uh, of course, Plumpton's got a lot of momentum headed into that Walter Wellborn game, so good luck, good luck to them all. I guarantee you, when you play the Flamington Hurricanes, you better be able to stop the run because you're going to get a steady dose of it. They're a very good football team. That's right. 
going to Class 2A Region 1 now, the Clark County Bulldogs. You know, Clark County, man, if you look at their record, you go, well, they, they're just a 500 team. Well, they are uh, on their uh, complete season. They finished the year 5-5, five and five, but the uh, the trick to the matter is is winning all your region games. They were 5-5 five and five on the year, 5-0 and oh in the region. They did lose to Thomasville this past week, 34 to nothing, but they ended up winning Class 2A Region 1. They will play at home this week against the Vincent Yellow Jackets at 6-4 and 4-3. Four and four and then uh, the second place team in Class 2A Region 1, the St. Luke's Wildcats. That's that's right over there close to you. Uh, yes, at 6-4, 4-1, yeah. and four, four and one, they lost. Hey, now, this is something worth mentioning right here. Uh, Cottage Hill Christian, a Class 3A team, and, of course, we, we saw Cottage Hill a couple of times during the year. Uh, Cottage Hill got their first win of the season the other night against the uh, Wildcats of St. Luke's. Uh, Cottage Hill picked up the win 25-13. to 13. Of course, Cottage Hill did not make the playoffs, but St. Luke's did. St. Luke's is actually the number two team in Class 2A Region 1, and they will play Isabella. The Isabella Mustangs are coming to play St. Luke's at home. Isabella is 8-2 and 5-2 and and uh, in, the, um, in their respective reason you know that's a pretty good uh, team to be playing in the first round an eight and two and five and two in the region team and you yourself you were the uh, you were the two seed they were the three in their region and uh, you only won six games and they won eight so there's a little difference there that that'll be interesting to pay attention to and see who comes out on top in that one of course another very good team that that we followed some this year in class 2a region one the the Chickasaw Chieftains at five and five. They were three and two in the region. They lost to Satsuma the other night by a score of 47 to 32. They will be on the road and go to Thorsby to take on the Thorsby Rebels. The Thorsby Rebels are eight and two and six and one in their respective region. And then the Washington County Bulldogs, um, who made it to the playoffs this year, they were four and six. Two and three in the region. They got manhandled the other night by Leroy, but everybody else did too. Uh, so they lost to Leroy 49 to 14. They will play the number one team in Class 2A in the state. They've got to go on the road and play BB Comer's Tigers. BB Comer is 10 and 0 and 7 and 0. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, that that's an off year for for, for them. So, uh, but good luck to them, uh, and, and hope to see them do well. Move down now as we wrap up uh, Class One A. As we wrap up the games that we're following this week in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, of course, uh, the Leroy Bears—they're number one in the state according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association. They're nine and zero, six and zero in the region. They defeated Washington County, as we mentioned, forty-nine to fourteen. They will be at home and host uh, Calhoun. Calhoun's Tigers will come to town at three and seven and three and four. So that game will be right there in Leroy. Roy, right there on Highway 43. I know where you're at. Been there before. We've we've taken uh, a couple of tail whoopings over there ourselves when when my son was playing at Ju Blackshire. So we're well familiar with what Leroy uh, is all about. And then uh, the number two team in the region, uh, the Millery Wildcats. They're number seven in the state. They did not play this past week. They 
finished the year 8-2, and 5-1 in the region. They will be at home as well on Wildcat Hill in Millery as they took, uh, take on the Notasoga Blue Devils at 5-4 and 5-2. and five and two. Then you drop down the number three team in Class 1A Region uh, 1 is Choctaw County. They finished the year 5-3, and 4-2 and two in the region. They defeated University Charter School uh, by a score of 24 to 16, they've got a they've got a bad trip to make. I don't wish this on anybody, but they've got to go to a tradition rich school and play Maplesville in Maplesville. The Red Devils really kind of had an off year though. They were six and four on the year, six and one in the region. But the thing is, is just like a lot of these other schools, the the four losses that they have, they lost one in the region, and then the other three losses were somebody that was out of their classification. They weren't 1A schools that beat them. I promise you that. And then you've got South Choctaw is the number four team in the region in Class 1A Region 1. They were 4-6 and six on the year, 3-3 three and three in the region. They lost to XL by a score of 42-6. to six. They have to travel. They will go play the number four ranked team, according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association. They will be at Lochapoca and play the Indians. The Indians of Lochapoca are 9-0 on the year and 7-0. So they've got a they've got a tough one right off the bat. Does South Choctaw, but Rick, there you go. That's the lineup for the, the first round games for uh for one A Region One. Yeah, I mean that Southern Choctaw, good, good on them for making the playoffs, but that's a tough one there to have to play with Chipotle. They've got a really good team uh, up there, so but good luck to them anyhow. Yeah, so that's all our teams from the Alabama. Um High School Athletic Association, Class 7A through 1A, all of them in Region 1. Like I say, all the games that we covered right there for you are Mobile, Baldwin, uh, Washington, Clark, uh, Monroe, Escambia. You know, we, we covered those counties in the state of Alabama. So now let's jump into the second round because it is going to be second round games this week of the Alabama Independent School Association, the ISA, uh, or the AISA, I should say, as they um, as they get said. Of course, uh, looking at the Class 3A playoff bracket for the uh, AISA schools, Glenwood School got a first round bye. They're ranked number two in the state. The Glenwood Gators at nine and one, seven and zero. Oh. Uh, Atauga Academy picked up a big win over Bessemer Academy uh, this past weekend to start round one. Uh, Atauga defeated Bessemer by a score of 29 to 20. So now Atauga advances. They will play Glenwood. Atauga is ranked number nine in the AISA. Uh, the Atauga Academy Generals, they finished their year at eight and three, four and three in their region. Now earlier in the year, uh, Glenwood, uh, had played Atauga. Glenwood beat Atauga earlier in the year in week eight of the season by a score of 42 to seven. And Glenwood is is a load, so that will probably be a very tough game for Atauga to pick up a win there. Then you drop down to the next uh, 
game, of course, there's only four teams left because the next the next round will be the state championships game uh, held at uh, Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. You've got the number three ranked team in AISA, the Lee Scott Academy Warriors, at nine and one and six and one. They will play the Fort Dale Academy Eagles at nine and two and five and two. Of course, uh, Lee Scott. Uh, got a first round bye, so they advanced courtesy of the bye. Fort Dale Academy got all over Monroe Academy in the first round. It was Fort Dale 49, Monroe Academy 7, so Monroe Academy right here close to me in Monroe County got eliminated. But uh, you've got Lee Scott and Fort Dale. As we said earlier in the year during week 9, Lee Scott and Fort Dale did tie up and uh, Lee Scott had earlier beat Fort Dale by a score of 42 to 10, so they get a rematch, but it may not be a rematch that Fort Dale really wants very much in that second round game. Yeah, I think I think uh, it, it could be, but I think Lee Scott and Glenwood probably both pick up W's in that. But you know, Fort that the Lee Scott Fort Dale uh, game is a lot more a little more intrigued than the Glenwood versus Otago. I think Glenwood's just they're going to roll right on to the state championship. So as we continue looking at the uh, Alabama Independent School Association, that wraps things up for 3A. Let's look at the Class 2A bracket. In uh, a Chambers Academy took on a Scambia Academy in round one. The Cougars are now out of the playoffs. They got beat uh, up at Lafayette the other night. Chambers Academy got on them 55-18, to 18, but uh, a good year for the Cougars as they made the playoffs, but they're now out. So Chambers Number two in the state chambers, they advance to take on Patrician Academy. Patrician Academy got all over Hooper Academy in the first round. They beat Hooper 52-13, to so a lot of offense there. But it'll be Chambers Academy staying at home, and they will uh, host Patrician. Uh, Chambers is number two in AISA. Patrician is number six, but but I believe this Chambers Academy bunch they'll probably just uh, really manhandle Patrician. I don't know whether uh, Patrician's going to have the horses to be able to to stay with Chambers. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you and I we've been up there to Lafayette and watched them. I mean, it's like going to a large public school game when you go to school there to their stadium up there in Lafayette. And I, I and I I think they draw more people to their school there than the public school there, and and they're very nice. You know, they have the whole rodeo like thing going on, and uh, but they've got a really good football team. Uh, you know, just giving them the eyeball test. I'd say Chambers Academy could could probably play with most of the three A and four A public schools in the state. That's how good they are this year. So it's going to be pretty tough for Patricia headed up there. The other game in Class 2A um, for the AISA, Banks Academy in the first round, they defeated Macon East by a score of 40 to nothing. So number five, Banks Academy, they advance. Edgewood Academy lost to Clark Prep. So good good job there by the Clark Prep Gators as they they were actually kind of considered the underdog in that ball game but they come out with a 20 to a 21 to 14 win over Edgewood so that'll pit Banks Academy will stay at home they will play uh Clark Prep the Gators so it'll be the Jets uh 
versus the Gators. Banks Academy is a really good football team. They're ten and one on the on the year. Clark Prep finished their season at eight, or well, they they're not through yet, but they've got an eight and four record so far, and uh, and so that'll be a really good game between Banks Academy and Clark Prep. It'll be at Banks Academy. J- just wonder whether Clark Prep's going to have uh, the horses to stay in that race or not. But uh, but that'll be a really good game is because it looks like just uh, from looking at scores that Clark Prep has had uh, in games all year long. Clark Prep is really good on the defensive side of the ball, but it looks like Banks Academy is able to light up the scoreboard on offense. So that'll be a, a, an offensive team against a defensive team, and let's, we'll just have to play that one out and see who comes out on top. Yeah, I think Clark Prep's got a puncher's chance in that. I mean, uh Nobody expected them to beat Edgewood, but they did. So I think they got a shot at Banks Academy. We'll see. Moving down to AISA Class A, the playoff bracket, of course, Lowndes Academy beat Sparta Academy. Sparta Sparta made the playoffs for the first time in a while, but uh, they took an early exit. Lowndes Academy got all over them 47 to nothing. And Lowndes Academy is the number one ranked AISA team right now, according to the Alabama Sports Writers Association. I got to kind of question that just a little bit because Lowndes Academy being a 1A team and then you've got a team like uh, Glenwood that they've got listed as number two. Uh, that's a little far-fetched in my book, but but we'll, we're just calling out the numbers because that's what the Alabama Sports Writers Association says. But the Lowndes Academy Rebels, they will host. Now, this is going to be a good game because this is the defending state champion, number eight Jackson Academy Eagles going to Lowndes Academy. Lowndes Academy is 11 and 0, 4 and 0 in the region. Jackson Academy 9 and 2 on the year, 3 and 1 in the region. That's going to be a good football game, uh, and it's number one against number eight. Then you jump down and look at these these the other class. 1A game is number 10 Wilcox Academy, the Wildcats Wilcox from Camden they're going to be at home, they're 9-3 and on the year, 4-0 and on the region and then they will play the Southern Academy Cougars at 7-4 and 2-2 and and earlier in the year, now this is interesting, earlier in the year Southern uh, played uh, Wilcox at Wilcox, and they beat them by by one point, thirty to twenty nine. So this is going to be a, a rematch. Now you better know that that Wilcox has probably watched that one point loss film quite a bit over the past week. They're looking to avenge that loss from earlier in the year to Southern Academy. Yeah, and, I, and I'm proud of Wilcox Academy. I mean they. Uh, sometimes take it on the chin up there, but they've had a really good year, and and, and I think you're right. I think they'll, and I think they'll get that revenge uh, personally. So, good luck to them. Well, I've been up to Wilcox in Camden quite a bit. It's a beautiful ride up there if you ever get a chance to go. And uh, and I've said this earlier in the year on one of our podcasts is that <clears throat> that's just a nice group of folks up there. And yeah. I've been up there to broadcast, and I've also been up there uh, as an official, as a baseball official. And, um, man, I've, I've ra- rarely do I ever get treated any better than what I've been treated at Wilcox Academy. Those folks in Camden, uh, they're just really good folks, and it's a lot of fun to go up there and uh, either cover ball games on the radio or cover ball games uh, to umpire. 
Um, because I know if you ask those people from Wilcox, it was all the opposition's people that were yelling at you. It really wasn't us. Yeah, they're good salt of the earth Christian folks, and, uh, and good luck to them this, this, this Friday. Now, something we are going to mention is is we've got uh, this is the second round of also the uh, eight man playoff bracket, the eight man football bracket for the AISA. Cornerstone Christian will take on the Chargers of North River Christian. Of course, Cornerstone Christian and North River Christian, they're both known as the Chargers. So that'll be one of the second round games. Uh, Cornerstone Christian is 9-1 and one on the year, 5-0 and oh in the region, and uh, North River is 5-5 five and five on the year, 2-3 and three in the region. That'll be one of your eight-man games. And then the other one, the Springwood Wildcats at 8-2, and 4-1 and one in the region. They will take on, and I like this team name, by the way, this is the Southern Prep Academy Fighting Rangers will be, t- will be the opponent of Springwood's Wildcats. Um, so that'll be a good game. The, the Fighting Rangers are 7-5 and five on the year, 3-2. and two, So that's the second round games of of your um, of your two eight man football uh, groupings there, and the winners of those two games will advance and play for a state championship in eight man football for the AISA. Yep, I mean uh, we talked about that. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll we'll get uh, uh, depending on what our our schedule is, depending on how some of these playoff games play out. Maybe we'll get to call some of those. Yeah, I would. I would really. I would really love to just go watch an eight-man football game. I've never seen one, and I would just like to go see what it looks like. And and evidently, there's a lot of offense uh, in those. Uh, you know, because I mean, you've got. I guess you play on the the same size field and everything else, so you've only got eight bodies on each side of the line of scrimmage. So you you got to have more room to run and, and go. It's usually like three, you know, like three linemen blocking, and then it's it's almost a little bit like seven on seven, uh, like they do in the spring sometimes and during the summer camps, and it's just a lot of speed. Uh, it's real fast, and 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 I've seen them before. Like I said, out west Texas, they're they're kind of a fun thing to watch. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to to maybe go up there to the Crampton Bowl when they have the championship. Yeah, that would be a lot. Of, that would be a lot of fun to go watch. And now, uh, the last thing I want to mention before we uh, kind of wrap this thing up tonight is the fact that from right down here, uh, close to me, uh, matter of fact, I spend a lot of time in the community because I umpire a lot of youth baseball over there at Northwest Escambia. The Northview Chiefs, and uh, you know, we followed the Chiefs last year during their big uh, run to a state championship ball game they fell short last year and uh and there was some doubt about whether the the northview chiefs would make the playoffs this year of course they lost a ton they lost like 11 really good seniors they had some studs last year on that football team but happy to say that the northview chiefs did make the playoffs in northwest florida they will be playing for a class 1a florida rural uh, championship, and they will take on the J Royals this Friday night at 7.30 p.m. This game will be taking place in J, so it'll be the Northview Chiefs at the J Royals Friday night, November the 10th at 7.30 p.m. The winner will take on Bozeman, who has a round one bye, but I want to tell you something now. We made mention of, of some of these earlier. Earlier in the year, on October the 13th, Northview played J 
and beat them 41 to 19. So if Northview can continue, uh, you know, and and can remember what they did in the first ball game against uh, the J Royals, could be that Northview would advance to a second round game and take on Bozeman. Bozeman seems to be a really good team, but they got a bye, and so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But that's going to be in the uh, Florida High School Athletic Association uh, Class 1A Rule. Uh, division, the Northview Chiefs and the J Royals Friday night at 7.30 that game in J, so good luck to the Northview Chiefs. Yeah, that's right, good luck to them. They had uh, a little bit of an off year after losing I forget how many, uh, 11 or 12 seniors from that great team last year went to the state championship. And, and congratulations to Jay, too. They they, they they went six and four this year after having a rough year last year. So uh, we got we got friends in, in both both communities. So uh, good luck to both of them. But mostly to the Chiefs, who we, we knew lots of people over there. Yep. So that's going to about wrap things up as far as uh, the matchups for this week go and everything and of course we'll do the podcast again next week and we'll uh, bring you uh, bring you back up to date with uh, how all these games that we talked about tonight uh, turned out and of course uh, we just want you to, to to listen and like the Sports Moose Media Podcast. Do want to say though make one more mention that Rick and I are excited we're going to leave uh, Friday and be traveling up to Wadawi, Alabama and uh, we will be covering the Randolph County Tigers and the uh, WS Neal Blue Eagles as those two teams tie up in the round one of the Class 3A uh, state championship games uh, here in the state of Alabama. And, of course, uh, don't know yet how those uh, will play out or whatever. Got to play the games first. Uh, but it's winner. It's win in advance. You know, it's not winner take all really. Lo- well, I guess it is. It's kind of like the old wrestling thing, Rick. Winner take all, loser leave town, and uh, and so uh, you know, in order to in order to be the man, you got to beat the man, ain't that what they say? That's right. So yeah, uh, it's like it's like Thunderdome, uh, two men enter, one man. That's leave. right. So th- so that's what we're going up to face, and and you know, we I've watched a little film on this Randolph County bunch. They really look good on film. They got some good looking athletes. They got a big old tall quarterback, and they've got a sophomore running back that's really good. Got a big old. Uh, they run a lot out of the I formation, so it's a kind of an old school look uh, when they line up and go. Don't throw the ball very much, but they don't have to because they get behind that big old um, wide behinds of the those offensive linemen. They got some big guys up front. Don't think they're quite as big as Mobile Christian, but they're they're right there with them. I guarantee you that. So it's going to be a good game uh, to see if the speed of WS Neal can uh, kind of outflank the the power of that straight-ahead running game that Randolph County is going to present. So it's going to be a lot of fun for us. We'll be on the air at 6.30 p.m. from Wadawi, Alabama. We will be on the radio at 105.9 FM in Atmore. Possibility that we could be live and and on YouTube. Now, there is a thing. I don't know that the, the broadcast is actually on YouTube is going to actually be able to be live but it could be a 12-hour tape delay. But the last I heard, to give you information on that, that they were looking at live-streaming that game, so that game will eventually uh, should be on YouTube in some way, form, or fashion. But, uh, Rick, that's going to about do it for us tonight, buddy. It's been another good thing. Glad you guys got home safe from your travels. And, boy, I'm looking forward to getting
getting on the road and covering a little playoff football coming up this Friday night. Yeah, me too, Ricky, and I uh, appreciate everybody listening in, and God bless everybody. 